0: recording so i'm gonna get started oh man <clears throat> it's happening
1: <clears throat> oh. do it you're gonna do it in the accent hey guys welcome back to missing out
0: mondays where we tell you what you were into start your week off right lex michael what is it that you are into this week. Also, I'm Tori J.
1: I can I can like picture a big white wig on top of your head when you use when you use that accent. Why it got to be white, you racist son of a bitch. Uh because all the men who wore the wigs were white racist sons of bitches. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that'd be that'd be why. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Historically
1: accurate. <laughs> uh what what am I into this week? You know what? I will answer your question with a question Tari when was the last time you watched Ang Lee's Hulk Uh,
0: um actually uh there was a piece of it on television like a few months ago so
1: I saw a scene which scene
0: I don't remember
1: fair enough so I I watched it pretty recently for the first time in I don't know how many years certainly since there's been a Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah uh, just as a bit of a curiosity, because that movie is not necessarily remembered. It, it came out in two thousand three, which was a year after Sam Raimi Spider Man. Definitely not remembered as fondly as, say, Sam Raimi Spider Man. Yeah. But I wanted to go back and check it out because what I remembered about it intrigued me. What I remembered about it was very vague, but what I what I was holding on to in my memory intrigued me. So I went back and I checked it out. It's legitimately very interesting it is a story that is far more about far more specifically about trauma and post-traumatic stress than any other cinematic version of hulk that i've seen okay um and you know i love me some trauma stories hell yeah and it's also very much very much uh got the arthouse sensibility that ang lee brings to it uh the the some of the some of the visual elements and the transitions become a little bit distracting at a certain point even though i think they're interesting conceptually like the way he utilizes uh comic book panel style frames within frames yeah um a couple of times in the movie it's it's used to great effect and a couple of times it just becomes a bit distracting there are a lot of very creative transitions in the movie the uh the effects are a lot better than i would have Expected going back to it. Okay. Uh, The Hulk stuff definitely feels like the Big Hulk sequences definitely feel disconnected from the narrative a bit, but. I was pretty stunned at how much better I thought the Hulk effects were in this movie than in The Incredible Hulk five years later. Although hmm. those Hulk sequences definitely feel a great deal more connected to the narrative. Right. Um, I really dig. Now, granted, he does look like a cartoon. He looks a good deal more cartoony than he does in later movies. Yeah. But I think, no, I think the effects are very solid. Um, and then there's just a whole bunch of stuff in it that's real, real weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, like Nick Nolte as his abusive father who becomes like an elemental monster towards the end. Uh, huh. Um, that's odd. That's really all I have to say about that. That's odd. But like, if you want to see what that looks like, there's that, uh, Josh Lucas, when Josh Lucas was in more things than he is currently, Where's josh lucas by the way, I don't even know who that is you'd recognize him But he's playing in the movie. I had completely forgotten He's playing glenn talbot, which is the character that adrian Pazdar has been portraying on agents of shield Oh got it a very different type of portrayal But uh, yeah, that's who he is. Um, and of course you've got uh, sam Elliott as thunderbolt ross Which is the character that william hurt plays in the marvel cinematic universe You've got jennifer connelly as betty ross the the Liv tyler character from the incredible hulk um and then Eric Bana as Bruce Banner. And I think he brings quite a bit to it. He's definitely, I would say, the most, certainly the most underrecognized because he's not in a movie where he might run into Tony Stark, I guess. Right. Um, but he brings a lot, he brings a lot to it. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there are very long, talky, ponderous scenes that I don't necessarily think are all that, uh, all that effective, or at least all that consistently effective. And a weird tendency uh, for the, the camera to jump the line in dialogue scenes which was odd and a little bit off-putting at times. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the bigger the bigger elements the the of course the bigger sequences Hulk like swinging the tank around in the desert is dope. The the idea of this rage already existing in Banner and him uh, essentially being predisposed to uh, uh, the hulkishness yeah given the uh the genetic experiments that his father was doing his experimentations on himself that he passed on to his son um uh, all that stuff i found really interesting also uh hulk fights giant dogs which was uh completely just the the very concept of hulk fighting a giant dog was nothing but a, a ridiculous goofy punchline just a, a concept uh widely derided it's like uh I don't know. I went to like nu- nuking the fridge, right? It's like the Hulk fights giant dog. It's just stupid, preposterous concept that could never work. And then, yeah. then Thor Ragnarok he fights a giant dog and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was his redemptive moment. <laughs> yep, that was that was the Hulk story coming full circle. Oh, we've yeah. the, the true miracle of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is we've redeemed the idea of Hulk fighting <laughs> a giant dog.
0: Taika Waititi was like, yo, son, let me show you how to do this right
1: but uh, but anyway, anyway, yeah, Ang Lee's Hulk, um, if not, quote unquote, objectively better than you remember, uh, I believe a great deal more interesting than it gets credit for. And a lot more about it works than I think you might remember. Okay. Also, Danny Elfman's score has never quite left my brain, and it didn't, until I got to the, the opening titles of Hulk this time, I had completely forgotten that that's what the score was from. Okay. Interesting. Um,
0: Now that hearing you talk about the movie, I'm realizing I've never seen it. Really? Um, But I did play the video game, which was very bad. Uh, Um,
1: As a a rule, aren't all uh, movie tie-in video games bad? I I think some of them are okay.
0: Um, I can't... uh, Some of the Matrix video games were pretty decent. Okay. Um, but I think the main thing that was off-putting about the Hulk video game was that there was a there's a whole sequence where you're supposed to stealth around um, as as Hulk? Banner, okay. and you game over if you turn into the Hulk. Um, and so, like, if you get shot, you turn into the Hulk and you, and you lose. Um, if if you like these dogs in
1: real life, if you get shot you lose. Fre- it's not true. Fre- I've been shot
0: like 6 times. Um uh 50 50 cent heals. He's also been shot.
1: He's fine. Um, Did uh, Luke Cage totally totally alright with it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why they cast Mike Coulter. Is you literally can't kill him. Right. See? That was the audition for Luke. They killed like seven people in the final round of auditions. And (laughs) Mike Coulter was the only survivor. Don't worry, guys. They were all white. And then they were like, we should bring in someone who looks like the character.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm into something this week. Um, A friend of mine showed me The Bold Type, actually. It's a freeform show. Um, It takes place... uh, like Basically, the premise is... Um, these three girls, uh, started working for a fashion magazine or also with like a digital aspect. Um, and it's them trying to make their way in that company, uh, which totally doesn't seem like a show that I would be into based on my previous watching habits. Like, I don't think Netflix would be like, yo, you into the bold type, um, uh, but it's it's very it's entertaining. Um, it has a v- diverse cast. Um, it the weekly episodes are intriguing. You really get invested in the struggles of these these main uh, three women, um, and it's like super feminist, which is awesome. Um, there was like a whole episode where one of the girls is um, essentially trying to contend. Uh, or fight instagram's no female nipple policy so she's taking a bunch of uh pictures of dudes nipples and posting them on the company's instagram and she's like you can't tell the difference between a male and a female nipple and it's this whole it's like a whole arc uh not arc but like a whole episode where she's doing this as like a b story um and it's really interesting um So, uh, I, I recommend it. I think they're in their second season now. Um, and I'm mostly there for, there's this, um, Uh, My friend, my friend who introduced me to it, would say that it's very bad representation, and I agree. But like, they have one of the storylines is about this girl who realizes that she's in love with another woman, and it's her kind of figuring that out. But the other woman is kind of shitty, Um, and so it's navigating your first, um, your first same-sex relationship with someone who's not the best in 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 terms of having a first relationship so it's a it's a it's a fun like side story that i'm enjoying as well um so the bold type on freeform and the freeform app probably wherever freeform puts its stuff online
1: uh you All have right. a quizzical face I'm, st- I'm stuck on the hulk video game you were describing <laughs> and- it's
0: bad it's so bad like, why would you have a Hulk game where you're not supposed to turn into the Hulk for to be a full fair,
1: mission? This is this is a part of I think what the issue is in making a solo Hulk movie. Obviously, the, the bigger, more immediate issue is that they'd have to work with Universal, and they don't really want to play ball for whatever reason. But if they were to do that, part of the the issue with the Hulk, right, is that like the the main character is spending the entire story desperately trying not to do the thing that you are there to see him do, right.
0: I mean just do a like do a professor hulk uh movie do like a fucking uh like red hulk movie like just Bro. do just
1: do a beautiful mind but he's big and green
0: Right I just that's all you need and then throw like Tony Stark in there and then you're like, oh, It's not a solo movie. And then boom, you're done. You got it, you know. Or even Spider-Man. You have Spider-Man be like, you want to arm wrestle? And then
1: Hulk's like, Yeah, me arm wrestle,
0: tiny bug.
1: And then cut Hulk. to cut to the a newscast. Spider-Man was killed today. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your first act. <laughs> uh, and that look, we just created a whole big space for Miles Morales in these movies. <laughs>
0: Oh uh, man, um, cool. So, guys, let us know what you're into. Um, t- tell us, tell us all the stuff that you love, or tell us what you think about Ungly's Hulk movie. Because um, we know you're already watching the bold type, so it doesn't even matter. Um, so, uh, make sure to uh, hit us up at Missing Outcast. That's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T on Twitter, and uh, give us a scoop. Guys, what do you like? We need more stuff. Recommend to us. Uh, I mean, that's all I got. Anything from you, Lex? Do what he says. He's very scary. It's true. I'm the loudest. (laughs) Um, uh, And before we go, tomorrow we're going to be covering The Samurai, uh, the 1967 film by Jean-Pierre Melville. Um, So
1: tune in. Bye.